Welcome to the Pig Health Today podcast, where we talk all health, all the time. Hear engaging interviews with today's leading industry experts. Hosted by Pig Health Today editors, podcast episodes highlight the latest ideas, insights, and advice to improve pig health, welfare, and performance. Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Pig Health Today, and with me is Dr. Joel Neerum. He's a veterinarian at the Pipestone Veterinary Clinic in Minnesota. Great to see you, Joel. Thanks for having me. We're going to talk about a complicated subject today. We'll try to make it simple, and that's antimicrobial resistance. You and your colleagues are trying to take this to the field and see what it really means on the farm. What exactly are you doing? Sure. Well, obviously, antimicrobial resistance is a, is a pretty important topic. It's a t- particularly a topic of interest today um, with CDC and, and others uh, publishing uh, that uh, up to 23,000 people uh, may die each year. Uh, because of antibiotic-resistant infections. And so that discussion has spilled over into agriculture because we use antibiotics, uh, particularly in pig farming, but in all, in all livestock species, to treat bacterial infections and to improve the health of the animals that are in our care. And so uh, as a veterinarian, I'm concerned about antibiotic resistance both in treating my patients, uh, pigs in this case, uh, but also, obviously, as a member of society, I'm concerned about antibiotic resistance when it comes to being able to treat uh, infections of human beings. And so we have taken on this topic because of the interest uh, that society has, um, because we're concerned about those things and wanting to make sure that what we're doing as veterinary practitioners uh, is not uh, harming our ability to, uh, to treat human beings with uh, resistant infections. We realized that we had our own data set on, on uh, antibiotic susceptibility and resistance through the case submissions that our veterinary team had been making over the last uh, 15 to 20 years. We have data for the last 18 years at three of the major veterinary diagnostic laboratories that we work with, uh, and we have about uh, 4,500 cases of uh, infections uh, or caused by uh, one of five major swine bacterial pathogens, strep suis, haemophilus parasuis, actin bacillus suis, E. coli, and salmonella. And so we decided to look at uh, those cases and look at the relative level of susceptibility or resistance for each of those cases and track that over time. And we simply assigned a value of zero for a susceptible uh, bacteria to a particular antibiotic and a value of one for one that's resistant to create an index. And so that index ranges from zero to one. As you might imagine, we track that over a period of about uh, 17 years and what we're finding is a pretty flat line. Uh, So that's good news uh, and it matches really what our clinical observations have been in general. We're not typically finding an increase in cases of resistant um, swine pathogens uh, of the the five that I mentioned. And so, um, yeah, clinical observation seems to match the data, at least in the way we've analyzed it to date. So it sounds like this is consistent with the pork industry's pretty good track record of using antibiotics responsibly. I think that uh, the, the pork industry in general, pig farmers in general, have been very progr- proactive in, um, in making sure that we're using the tools we have available in a responsible manner and uh, making sure that we're providing a safe and wholesome uh, 
uh, product for the consumer. We're, we're making a, a very intentional effort, um, particularly with the concern of society about antibiotics as a tool, to make sure that we're always emphasizing responsible antibiotic use. It's not that that hasn't been a priority, but it's something that we are emphasizing more and more today, uh, making that sort of top of mind for sure. In, in, in that, we're also looking for non-antibiotic type uh, tools to better promote the health of pigs. And so we're big proponents of preventative vaccination. We're big proponents of the right management techniques to more effectively raise pigs in a healthy environment. Uh, we're all about disease elimination. Uh, so there's a lot of things that we can do to, to better optimize pig health and performance that doesn't rely on antibiotics and that really promotes overall health in general. Typically when a veterinarian gets called to a pig farm, uh, the first thing that they do is they employ their clinical skills to evaluate uh, based on the age of the pig and the clinical signs and the number of animals that, that are displaying those signs and then uh, potentially a necropsy, uh, you know, what, what's actually happening. And based on those observations and putting all of that information together, a clinical diagnosis will be made. And we'll oftentimes have to, if, if it's deemed necessary, um, prescribe antibiotics. Um, samples then are collected at that same time and submitted to a diagnostic lab and it usually takes a couple of days in order to get a culture and then a sensitivity result back to us and by about, and by about that time we're getting some impression uh, on the effectiveness of the treatment that we've prescribed. Now, some people have taken a look at antibiotic volume and, and try to use that as a metric to try to get a handle on responsible use or even, even resistance. What sort of metrics are you using at Pipestone? We should know how, how we're using the drugs we're using on farm, and we should keep a record of that. Um, it's pretty hard to convince someone you're being responsible with antibiotics if you don't know how much antibiotics you're using. And so we're all about promoting good record keeping and benchmarking year over year uh, our antibiotic use uh, that is necessary through the, the interaction of a veterinary client-patient relationship. Um, we don't believe in arbitrary reductions in antibiotic use. And that's, uh, in Europe, uh, that has been employed, I think, as a primary means of addressing society's concern about uh, antibiotic resistance. We think that arbitrary reductions in antibiotics at the farm level um, are not necessarily the most prudent way to approach it uh, because it might not be the best thing for the pig and the pig's health, and it might not be the best thing for society as it relates to food safety, et cetera, et cetera. Um, our approach has been more about let's focus on all of the tools we have to manage pig health, antibiotics being necessary to treat uh, in, in bacterial infections and, uh, and move forward in a way that we can track antibiotic use over time and uh, hopefully see, see the right trends. Now there was a report that came out of FDA last year that showed significant drops in the use of feed antibiotics, uh, but then there was actually a, a spike in injectable. Um, what does that tell you? Mm -hmm. I think that uh, Producers or farmers today are looking at uh, different ways of, of delivering antibiotics. Um, 
I think the reduction in, in the feed antibiotics could still be following uh, the trend for more veterinary oversight. We need to continue to employ all the tools we have, uh, whether it's uh, treatment by injection, treatment by medication through the water, or treatment by medication through the feed. Uh, I also think that it's critical that these treatment decisions are being made uh, in conjunction with veterinary consultation uh, through the proper veterinary client-patient relationship that producers are working with a veterinarian that is very familiar with their operation, that has regular visits and understands the health and, uh, and the overall production practices of the, uh, of the farm. I think early on uh, there were a lot of farmers that were very aggressive at pulling out antibiotics and I think it was a, it was a, uh, it was a good effort to see what was necessary and what wasn't necessary. Um, many of them discovered that their, those underlying health challenges that they had been using the antibiotics for previously for treatment were still there. Um, one of the things that, that we've identified is that there has, farmers and our customers have today become more interested in disease elimination. And so um, mycoplasma high pneumonia uh, at the South Farm level has been one that we've had seen an increased amount of interest in. Farms that are mycoplasma high pneumonia positive tend to have more challenges in the growing pigs uh, that were produced from that sow farm and that requires more antibiotics in late finish. So they are, when they compare their antibiotic usage to other farms, they see that they're using more drugs uh, and so one of the solutions has been, well, let's go back and eliminate that disease from the sow farm. We think it's going to improve the health of the pig. We think it's going to be more profitable for the producer. And we think there will be a resulting decrease in the amount of antibiotic use. Now, a few years ago, um, you and your colleagues introduced a program called the Pipestone Antibiotic Resistance Tracker, PART, I think is what you call it. Yes. How is that going and what kind of impact is it having? In January 1 of 2017, we implemented or introduced a, a, a program to our customers called PART. Uh, and it's what PART really is, is a, it's a surveillance program. And we're doing surveillance on resistance, as we discussed earlier. And then we're also providing a platform for those farmers to monitor and track their antibiotic usage over time. And so we think that today this is the only program we're, that we're aware of that provides that service to independent farmers. Uh, and so that program has been successful to this point. Um, we, uh, we've been collecting data now for about two and a half years and we're able to benchmark or allow these farmers that are in the program to benchmark their usage uh, with other farmers, which is a, is a value. And then it's also increased and improved the conversations between the farmer and their veterinarian about their antibiotic usage. And so every three months, the farm veterinarian reviews the producer's antibiotic usage and submits a, a report or comments to the producer. And then at least once a year, uh, there's a, a formal in-person review of all of their data uh, with the farmer and the veterinarian. And so those conversations have led to more discussions about pathogen elimination, alternatives to antibiotics, uh, increasing use of vaccines, et cetera. 
uh, we think that's been a big success. So when we talk about benchmarking, is it strictly quantitative where you're looking at it and looking at how many pounds or grams of a particular antibiotic have been used in these herds over the last two and a half years, for example, or does that kind of set the stage for a more qualitative analysis? We measure by grams of antibiotic per pig uh, on a monthly basis, and we track, uh, we can track how the, uh, how the antibiotics were delivered. So we can break out antibiotics through the feed, antibiotics delivered in the water, antibiotics delivered by injection. We can, we can track it down to the individual drug level, so we know which, exactly what antibiotics were used in what amounts. And then we also uh, track and benchmark usage by the, uh, the relative importance to human medicine. And so we use the FDA criteria looking at critically important, highly important, or important. And, uh, and so there's a lot of discussions about our, which, how are we delivering the medications, uh, which products are we delivering, and what's the relative importance to human medicine. And how have the producers responded to this program? I've been impressed at the, at the rate of participation and the commitment that these farmers have towards tracking use and doing surveillance on resistance um, as part of the greater good. All of these folks are, are, have families. Um, they are just like you and me and they want to be able to preserve the effectiveness of antibiotics not only to treat their livestock but also uh, their family members. Thanks for listening to the Pig Health Today podcast. To get the latest news and interviews delivered to your inbox twice a week, subscribe to our e-newsletter by visiting pighealthtoday.com slash join.